0: God has a significant word for each person here. Tonight, which was very interesting, uh, during prayer this morning, uh, just before, pre-service prayer, just before um, Pastor Ben came up, God put a word in my heart based on 2 Kings chapter 4 to uh, uh, anoint each person tonight that comes. And God's going to fill you with fresh oil, fresh fire, fresh strength for the glory of God. Then then Pastor Jerry gets up and says that God had tucked some anointing in my pocket before I left Ontario to come here to deposit here. And I was about to explode in that front row. You know, Pastor Ben says, anybody got anything? I said, like, I need about 45 minutes, you know. And so we were about to release it. But I believe God is going to explode all over you. And not that he bursts, but you know what I mean? He's going to release life on you for the glory of God. Amen. And so I have some, I'm not going to say friends because I don't even know who they are, but we have some people that are coming tonight from Miami, not Miami, Florida, but I understand there's a Miami, Manitoba. Uh, there was a couple that moved from there to the Bible school we have at our, uh, the church we're a part of in Kingston, and so they, they said, give me some stuff, and so I sent them a, um, a little file on the email, and they're going to get that blasted out, and then there's somebody I just recognize, some, she looks after our children sometime. she's from Winkler, Lives in Kingston now, so we're going to get a hold of her this afternoon too and spread life. But I believe that God is going to encourage you to obviously bring somebody out tonight. Because basically what it says there in 2 Kings 4, that as long as there was empty vessels that kept coming, that oil kept flowing. And the oil represents fresh oil from heaven. It represents the anointing and the power of God. And frankly, Manitoba needs it. And I believe that Canada shall be saved. And that includes Manitoba. Amen. Some apparently evangelists or whoever would skip over Manitoba, but we come rushing in. We don't even know any better. (laughs) Amen. And so there's a great work of God's spirit about to take place and has begun, but an even greater way in the great province of Manitoba. Amen. Plum Cooley, Winkler, Morris, Miami, whatever else, Morden. We'll take it all. Amen. Glory to God. So I'm an evangelist, so we have a few bit of material with us. I apologize. Our resources are so low. We need to get them replenished. And do we have any options with showing my wife's picture, CD? Okay, so let me just, I have two books of mine left. And so this is Alive in Christ. It's going into its fifth, fourth or fifth print. And uh, this will really, if you want to be ignited and charged, and really just say, God, what are you saying about love? What are you saying about finances? What are you saying about faith? It's not a devotional book in that sense, you know, but it, it has chapters that are written about that that will empower you in your walk with Christ. Like you plug into a wall and you light up. Amen. Except you're, you're, you got, you got more... Uh, life than a light bulb. Amen. And then there's this book called Canada's Book of Decrees and Prophecies. And so this was uh, written by about 15 or 16 different national leaders in Canada. It was compiled by Feteen Grzeski. She asked us specifically to do the chapters on the revival of the Word of God and number two, Signs and Wonders. And we ended up having our name in here for another one called Healing of the Nations. So there's one Chap, like one chapter, one prayer, one decree for each day of the month, okay, and so you can be a part of God's dream for Canada in your own home, amen, and so there's different ones, you might recognize some of the names, and then our pastor, uh, he wrote this book called Praise the Act of Sacrifice, Francis Armstrong, it'll really, I mean, you guys got something exploding here in praise anyways, I noticed that last time. And uh, I, I just hear as well, it's, there's such a liberty and a freedom. Praise God. So God bless you, Pastor Brian and the team. Actually, can I, where's Bonnie? Who was, who's Bonnie? You're Bonnie. Bonnie, can you come up on the keyboard? Amen. And so that book's back there as well. And all proceeds from this book go towards an orphanage uh, that, that our church has in Guatemala. It's not one that we just support. We actually have it uh, in Guatemala. And then also a uh, new building for the church in Kingston. And do we have that up, Big Al? So this is my wife's CD. How many know it's good to listen to your wife? Oh, guys, you are like so, like no guys put their hand up. Come on. So, so this, so my wife did a live recording at Women on the Front Lines. And so some guys go there too, okay. But uh, it's a live recording from Women on the Front Lines that was about twelve or 1,500 worshipers. This CD captures a moment in God's presence. So when she, she, um, when we were going to get it, like, put on CDs, she says, "Let's go for a thousand copies." And I said, "Well, let's just start with five hundred, you know." And so we went with five hundred. They sold out, ba- basically sold out in a little over two months. How many know you should listen to your wife? We had an intense moment of fellowship over it. Amen. <laughs> but, uh, but, anyways, there's still some available on iTunes. That's why I put it up there. It's Shawnee Slaw C-H-A-N-I, and it's pure love. And really. Um, this guy that records music um, in Nashville, he, he's uh, kind of like a partner of ours. In the, he's from the Muskokas. He said, you know, sometimes you have uh, you know, people that can sing like a Celine Dion or people that just have a unique voice. It says, he says, your wife's got both. And uh, I said, well, praise God, you know. And so I believe you'll be blessed by it. You can use it for your devotional. If you don't like music that, like, kicks the devil out of your home, don't start with track one. Skip to track three, and you'll go from there. Amen. All right. So, um, yeah, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We just thank you. Can you just begin playing, Sister Bonnie? Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place. And we say, Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. We say, God, I thank you that you unpack everything that you want to release upon this people, God. And that, Father, each one would be given hope. Each one, God, would come alive by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Father, those that don't know you, God, I pray that you'd reveal your goodness to them, for it's your goodness that leads a man to repentance. Thank you for that gift of repentance. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father lights. Thank you for the hosts here, God, that open up to a move of your spirit, my God, to see things ignited, That something that you can do in a moment, Lord, that would take us a long time. And so, Father, we thank you for that power of agreement. We pray your kingdom come and your will be done. Let's just lift up our hands. Maybe that's something that's new to some here today, but just lift up your hands as a, to the Lord. The Bible says lift up holy hands. Father, we just pray right now, God. We say, Lord, we reach out into the supernatural. We say, Lord, have your way in our lives. Hallelujah. We reach out into the supernatural. We say your, your kingdom come here on earth in the natural. In Jesus' name. and Everyone said, amen. Praise God. Just you keep playing for a little bit. I really believe God wants to turn this room into a womb of the Spirit. Everybody say, womb of the Spirit. I really believe God wants to turn it into a womb of the Spirit. See, the upper room in the book of Acts was a womb of the Spirit, where 500 people were invited to be a part of this outpouring 380 did not make it. 120 showed up. This was an invitation from Jesus himself. And the invitation came after he had been raised from the dead. Can you imagine your Savior being raised from the dead? That's the one who's given you the invitation. Yet, literally three quarters didn't even show up. And so... 120 stayed, and that upper room became a womb of the Spirit. And what happens is, in a womb, you take on the characteristics of the carrier of that womb. So in that place, we look at Peter and say, you know, Peter denied Christ, but all 12 of them denied Christ. All of them did. One actually wanted to kill him. Imagine having one of your 12 staff members wanting to kill you. You know, it could be like that at Winkler Co-op. We don't know. I'm just kidding, Big Al. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but you get what I'm saying here. And, and so they went in there, certain people, but came out different. In other words, they took on the characteristics of the womb of the Spirit. They came out with boldness. And, 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 and you know, Peter, who had denied Christ, was crucified upside down because he didn't feel himself worthy to be crucified the same way as his Savior. John was boiled in oil. They could not kill this guy. And they came out with a passion for souls. They came out with joy. They came out ready to demonstrate the power of God. So I believe that God is making this room a womb of the Spirit. And that you will leave transformed. It's two moments. This morning and tonight. This morning and tonight. We know that big doors swing on little hinges. And it's a significant shift moment for people here today. God wants you to embrace what he has for you. There was a prophetic blast that kept coming into the city of Guelph that eventually was a confirmation in my heart to launch me out of there. I got prophetically blasted out of Guelph into this nation to see the fire of God hit cities, towns, hamlets, and villages. And it's not something that you can just only teach. It's something that's got to be caught In the church here, I love it. You guys got a defibrillator. Amen? And I often use this story from coming here last time, Pastor Ben. I am a spiritual defibrillator to the body of Christ. Glory be to God. So get ready for more. Hallelujah. And you know what? Some of you are going to have, you know, it's coming. It'll be new for you. Some of you tonight will see miracles for the first time. Some of you have seen it before. But you know what? God is drawing people to himself to pursue intimacy with him. That will be a people that want to host his presence. And you will become addicted to Jesus. Hallelujah. You'll be wrecked for ordinary, boring church life. Hallelujah. You will be not of those, not of those that say, oh, you know, I got to go to church today. You get to be the church every day. Think, what kind of elixir is this guy on, you know? You know, and they say, do you drink coffee? I say, I don't drink coffee. I get so high on Jesus, I find it brings me down. (laughs) Glory to God. So God wants to shift some things here this morning. And you say, well, I come here with problems. I thought you, Pastor Ben said to be healing, and I got an ingrown toenail. God will look after your ingrown toenail. But he's doing something much bigger and stronger and more powerful. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. Is it okay if I go down here a little bit too? There was one time I was, I, I'm every cameraman's worst nightmare, amen, you know, just gone. Did he get rapture? No, I'm just here, amen. But anyways, I was out in Newfoundland one time and this one service, as God began to unfold it, you know... Um, this one lady came running up, you know, because she was believing for healing and I had called her out with a word of knowledge, I believe. Anyway, she ended up at the stage and she stopped and she said, Declare Jesus Christ is Lord, right? Because it says that in First in John. You know, it says, If someone believes in Jesus, they should be able to say Jesus Christ is Lord. So this was a lot of this stuff was so new to her, she wanted to hear me say that. And I could tell what she was doing. So not only am I anointed, I'm very ornery sometimes. So I, I said, Jesus is Lord. Amen. And you know what? She got zapped by the Holy Spirit. It was so fun. Amen. Glory to God forevermore. It's like, thank you, Lord. Amen. And, and, and you know, there was another time I was ministering at a, at a full gospel church. And we had, we, had, uh, we had some of the brass of that particular denomination in the meeting. i just come fresh out of Bible school, wet behind the ears, didn't know any better. You know, we went for miracles on that Sunday morning with the brass of the denomination there. The head of the woman's ministry for all of Canada was there, Pastor Jerry. I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I was too naive or something to even be intimidated. But anyhow, what happened is the pastor got up afterwards and said, I know this might have been different for some of you, but it's all in the Bible. I thought, well, I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, God wants to unpack the Bible. But what we do is we simply brag on Jesus. We're all ordinary people that have an extraordinary God. And he makes us realize that, you know what, we can do extraordinary things because he transforms our thinking of, just thinking of us being sinners saved by grace, ordinary people into a people that are called by God, children of God. Hallelujah. Somebody everybody say new wine? We were going to call this new wine, W-H-I-N-E. You know, sometimes the church has a new wine. But we want to have the new wine of the Holy Spirit. We want you to be under the influence of Holy Spirit. That's how, you know, revival works. Every revival work, every denomination you see today began with some type of praying people, some type of a preaching person that, you know, later became a denomination. But it began in prayer. It began as an outpouring of God's spirit. And God wants you to be under the influence. Now, I'm not talking about you for this next example. Everybody see, he's not talking about me. I'm not, okay? But there was this one time, Pastor Ben, we were called to go to this United Church in our hometown. This is where they know you. Do you know what I mean? They know sometimes. They, they, they know there's some teenagers that get a little wild in praise in the front row. They know that, you know, but they called us and said, we want you to come, or they called my wife and said, we want you to come minister at Arkle Road United Church in Guelph. And my wife said, sure, I was out somewhere. And uh, I might have shared this, but before here, I'm not sure, but for those that are new to you, it, it'll bless you either way. And so, you know, my wife said to her, what's the, what do, what do you want to, what's the name of it? What do you want to call it? What's the theme? And the lady said, Lord, let your glory fall at Arco Road United Church. And she said, well, what if it does? And she says, we're ready for it. Sister Jean Early was a lady who invited us. She worked at the storehouse Christian bookstore in Guelph. She was an undercover, full gospel, praying in tongues lady who was connected to this United Church. So I go there, the youngest person there is 60. And it climbed from there. I'm rolling in, I was barely over 30 at the time. We got one of our boys, you know, in tow. And I'm thinking, oh, and you know what? The crossed arms went up. And I thought, oh, hallelujah, this is going to be like a jackhammer here today, you know. You know, so I said, so once again, I'm not talking about you. Amen. So so what happened was I get up there and the Lord says to them, ask them if they've ever seen your television program. I said, how many have ever seen our television program? Nobody puts up their hand. I said, because we don't have a television program. I said, but our key to open doors has always been miracles. So at Oracle Road, United Church, they're there. You know, these people, that, that many of them are still living, we hope. Amen. But these, this one man, 84 years old, partially crippled, had a, had a cane in the front row. He got up, was completely healed by the power of God on a Thursday morning in Guelph. No healing choir, none of that stuff. Jesus Christ touched him. All of a sudden, the crossed arms went down. I thought, hallelujah, maybe we will have service here, you know. Amen. I say, I say he's not talking about you. Amen. So I'm not here to get something from you. I'm here to get something to you. Should everybody say new wine? Wow. Womb of the Spirit and under the influence. So I want to give you some promises. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4 says this. When the day of Pentecost had come, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost, which simply means 50th, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, and all of them, everybody say all of them. Not just the crazy Pentecostals. Not just that church on the corner of Elm Street. But they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says here, it says here, and came to rest on each of them. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Everybody say, new wine. Wine. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you that right now, hearts would be stirred for the more. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Bonnie. That's good. Bless God. Let's give Bonnie a big, 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 big hand. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So are you ready for this journey? Everybody say new new wine. So what happened on this day of Pentecost, all of a sudden now, a church was transformed. The initial church, the body of Christ, was transformed by this outpouring of Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's easy for us. We can picture Father God. We can picture Jesus because, you know, we recognize him as a man in a white robe with a, a, a red, you know, sash. But when we say Holy Spirit, you know, or we use the King James, Holy Ghost, we think of Casper. And no wonder some people are scared of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is a person. Amen. He's the one that's here with us on earth that Jesus sent to be our helper. And we don't want to have our helper idol We want to be walking with the Holy Spirit. Now, how many last year, you went through some circumstances, you went through a tough time, and you honestly, thank God, 2016 is over. Let me see your hand. Come on. Hallelujah. There are some here, they went through so much stuff, they were too tired to even raise their hand. All right? But God wants to do something in your life this year. He wants to pour out new wine. Why? Because a wineskin, watch this now, for a wineskin... Something had to give its life to become a container and house something new. Do you catch this? A wineskin. Something had to give its life to have that wineskin come into existence to become a container and house something new. Now, you're going to be blessed by this. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 says, I was quoting John the Baptist, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But there's one who's coming after me that's mightier than I, whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to even unlatch. He, that's Jesus, the great shepherd, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. I'm so pumped about this morning. Now, don't make me loud at all. I don't want to scare anybody, you know. But hallelujah. Yeah, I'm so pumped about this. I wish I could just you know, just get it into you by like zapping you, you know. But it, it doesn't always work like that. Glory to God! But you're going to catch it here. And you see, you know what? Well, I'm just a conservative Christian. You might even be here today. You're a conservative Wicca, which I don't know. But God wants to touch you today. Right. Woo! Thank you, Lord. So he, something had to die for new wine to be poured into that container. Now, are you ready for a heavy revy here? Are you ready for this? This is so powerful. You're going to jump out of your seats. Actually, my pastor, I heard him, but I'm kind of stealing this example. Part of of this was inspired by him, amen, Uh, this message, part of it. But you know what? This is how wine is made. So they take, they have a container. This is like old school, how they made school wine back in the day, okay? Jesus type. So they would have wine in a container. They would pour it from one container to another container to another container. And dregs, or you know, the, the, the stuff, the sediment that you didn't want to be in the wine was left in the previous container. Now watch this. They were poured every seven days for se- seven times For seven, uh, sorry, it was poured seven times, and it happened every seven days. Watch this now. Seven, 14, 21, help me out, 28, 35, 42, 49, and then you know what? On the 50th day is when the container was ready to pour out new wine. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Hallelujah. I could see you saw that point. So Pentecost means 50th. So the body of Christ on the 50th day was ready to receive the outpouring of the Spirit, the wine from heaven, because the containers called the disciples were ready. Powerful stuff. This is interesting how God can tie in stuff that we know or can study in the natural and shows us a spiritual illustration. So the people that waited there, you know, they were, this was 50 days after he rose from the dead. Or, or, sorry, after he died on the cross. 47 days later after he, he rose from the dead. And you know what? They were, they were waiting. This group was waiting for 10 days, emptying themselves of the dregs, emptying themselves of pride, emptying themselves of selfish ambition, emptying themselves of their idea of what church would look like. And then on the 50th day, they were ready. to be poured into so they could pour out new wine and not have a lot of dregs in them that would cause the taste not to be so good. Thank you, Lord. This is good. So you think, why have I been waiting? Why have I been waiting? He's getting rid of some dregs in your life. You You might think, I'm a sweet saint. You are sweet. But you're sweeter with the old dregs out of all of us, gone. How many are ready for new wine? Glory be to God. I'm so pumped about this. And then Psalm 92 verse 10 says this. David David said, Lord, you've exalted my strength like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Everybody say fresh oil. oil. Psalm 92 verse 10. I've been anointed with fresh oil. Ephesians 5.18 says this. And do not get drunk with wine in which is dissipation or excess but be filled with the Spirit. Then go over now, stay over in Acts chapter 2. I want to read this here. Verse 13, Acts chapter 2, verse 13. So they came out speaking in tongues, and, you know, different people heard them speaking in their own language, and they were all amazed. And then in verse 13, it says, Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much new wine. And why would they say that? Because these people were bold. When a person's on wine, they will say things they never would have said before that wine. They're bold. They, they just, they're, they, some of them are, you know, some are mean drunks, but peace, a lot of them are happy. They get lighter. Hallelujah. All right. Ha, that's why we need the new wine here this morning. So some of them, you know, they change, the wine changes them. So that's why they said, they weren't stiff-necked and thinking, oh, I mean, it wasn't like the Church of the Frozen Chosen. This is not what it was. People, there was enough characteristics of a drunk person that they said, these guys are just full of new wine. Baby duck, whatever Perrier states, you know, right? But that's not what it was. Peter got up there and said, "No, this is not that. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And yet this is the very thing that enables us and gives us power to live like Jesus and to be bold and strong and do great exploits. Hallelujah. I can remember being, you know, a witness in my first year of university. I would take those little tracks, you know, that I saw at the diner yesterday. I would take those tracks little little pieces of literature about the gospel, I would stick them to my friend's dormitory room doors with tape, and then I would run. I was Casper, the powerful evangelist, you know. Nobody knew who it was, you know. And we can even come up with, sp- like, crazy, hyper-spiritual, super-spiritual, kooky, spooky ideas and saying, well, I'm just a silent witness. No, what you need is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your enthusiasm, amen. So it says, Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain to this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this was that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, even on those we think, you know, that that really don't have any class. He says, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And then it says, I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And it says, before the great and coming day of the Lord, and whoever calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Now be encouraged by this, only half of these signs have come to pass. That means there's more that God wants to do. So I have seen this, I'm going to call it a thematic application of the Bible. Pentecost, what is Pentecost? It was a feast in the springtime, around the springtime, celebrated by the Jews. After the beginning of the harvest. It was a one day feast. And so at that time, you know, they, 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 some call it Shavuot, shavot. And so what it was like, um, it was an offering that they would bring in celebrating the beginning of the harvest, a one-day feast. And so this is what took place on the day of Pentecost, uh, a feast of the Lord. In other words, there was a, a harvest that came in of 3,000 souls. Now watch this. In the fall, there was a latter rain outpouring, and a early it was the early and latter rain together. In the spring, all he had was the early rain. It was enough harvest for a one-day feast. The one in the fall was a seven-day feast called Sukkot. Everybody say Sukkot. It was a seven-day feast. In other words, it was a seven times greater, greater feast, greater outpouring than Pentecost. I believe that there's a, and it says it in Isaiah, it says that the light's going to shine seven times brighter at the end of the end times. There is an outpouring. God is releasing that seven times greater than the outpouring in the book of Acts. And we will see the fulfillment of the rest of these scriptures because the haven't come to pass. Only the beginning half of what Peter said has come to pass. I haven't really saw that many signs in the heavens. Yeah, I haven't saw the sun turn. You know, all that's it hasn't happened. So there's more of a release from heaven that God wants to bring, and a sign points people somewhere. It points them to Jesus. So there is more for you to receive, and you think, why have I gone through this? Because God wants to bring you and cause you to be a glory carrier, not a glory barrier. We house the glory of God. And so it takes a new wineskin to house new wine. Now in Psalm 133, it talks about an outpouring you know, that was upon Aaron. Aaron was anointed seven days with oil for what he did. Sevenfold anointing. You've seen what the disciples did in the book of Acts. You can imagine the disciples today, if you were anointed seven times greater Than those in the Book of Acts, Hallelujah! This is powerful. And you think, what will it look like on me? It'll be like you. Some people think it like really like I'll totally become a different person. In some ways, you will. You'll be bold. You'll be bolder. You'll be more joyful. You'll have a great passion for souls. Fear will be removed. All this stuff begins to happen in this in the baptism of the Spirit. These things take place, but you will still be you. And that's why some hesitate. I'm not sure what will end up. And it's like, you know, is God going to take over my mouth? Is it like, what is the baptism of the Spirit? All, all, what the baptism of the Spirit is, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes into you. When you get baptized in the Spirit, you come into the Spirit. And something changes in you forever. And you think, well, I got tongues. I'm not talking about tongues. I'm talking about power where you begin to shake things around you. You're not just a thermometer in your workplace or in your home. You're a thermostat. You don't check temperatures; you set them. Hallelujah! I think I'm going to pull out a song here: "Silent Night, O Holy Night." Hallelujah! Are uh, uh, you come on? Glory be to God. Somebody, <laughs> somebody saying, "I, I thought I, you didn't warn me about this." Amen. Well, get ready for more. Okay, I got something here too that I've been chewing on: Jeremiah 48 verse 11. It says, Moab has been at rest from youth, like wine left on its dregs, not poured from one jar to another. She has not gone into exile, she tastes the same as she did before, and her aroma is unchanged. In other words, Moab did not allow God... It's this illustration right here of the wine. Did not allow Moab to be poured out, to be changed and transformed. And you know what happens is? Her aroma is still the same. She tastes the same. And she was meant to be poured out to be a blessing to people. And you know what? She's just sitting on her dregs, sitting on her problems, sitting on her attitude, sitting on that sin that so easily weighs them down. But God is saying in this year, he's cutting away hindrances of your personal intimacy with him. He's cutting off those things that hindered you from being effective for his name. And he's cutting through every yoke of bondage in your life. There is hope for you this year. And you'll be different. You'll be different in the sense of radically bold. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You think, well, I've been bored with church. You know what? I'm going to be frank with you. Well, I'm Brent, but I'll be frank. If you're bored with church, ah, thank you. Hallelujah. I'm sweating my sweat off. Amen. But if you're bored with church, you know what, frankly, it's not church, it's you. The king of the universe isn't boring. He's come to give us life and life more abundantly. I can say, and I don't pastor anymore, Sister Jerry, amen. But I feel like saying sometimes, I get so drunk in the spirit. I feel like saying sometimes, I apologize to your parents who are just visiting here, March. I'm not talking to them. But some people, I, have, I feel like saying to them, get a life. It's it's not it's not the church that's boring, it's you. I don't live a boring life, it's a wonderful life. I mean, it's crazy the stuff you get to roll into. I I, back in Guelph I got to meet with our MP, have breakfast with him, just him and I prophesy over him. Powerful stuff. This stuff's fun. Had a businessman that worked high up at RBC, went to the Baptist church. He, he went to his pastor and said, you know what, I want to start a, 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 a breakfast like they have in different cities in Canada called a, a mayor's prayer breakfast. And he says, I don't know who the mayor is, but go see Brent and they'll, he'll get you to the mayor. So we go see the mayor of Guelph. This is not the one that they're now, the one that was previously there. And we went and saw the mayor and she was not a believer. Very, very liberal minded in so many ways. But we were friends. So we sat down there and I said, you know, this is, this is our friend and he would like to have a mayor's prayer breakfast and her arms went crossed and I thought, oh Lord, here we go. And the Lord gave me this word of knowledge and so I said, Karen, we're not trying to make you the poster girl of the EFG, which is the, the Evangelical Fellowship of Guelph. We're not trying to make you the poster girl, you know. All of a sudden, her crossed arms went down. She laughed. You know what? She says, I only want one exception. Don't call it a mayor's prayer breakfast. Call it a civic leader's prayer breakfast. It opened it up to the MP, the MPP, the, the police chief. It packed out the first year 400 people, different leaders. They got to hear uh, Paul Henderson, the guy who scored the goal in 72, share his testimony about Jesus. This stuff is fun. So it's not about church being boring. Or, you get got to Say hallelujah. I honestly got to be drunk in the spirit for some people I minister to. I really do. There was this one time, there was this one time, he was a big guy. This guy had muscles on his muscles. And we had praise going, you know, which really gets the new wine flowing. Hallelujah. And the Lord says to me, jump off that stage and clothesline him. Oh, f- and you would say, you know what? I don't see that in the Bible. Well, you know what? You know what? I do see in the Bible, Jesus put his fingers in a person's ears and spat on their tongue. So the method doesn't matter. I want the power to be released. As a matter of fact, I feel that spitting anointing coming on me now. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, the Lord says, the Lord says, clothesline him. So I didn't think about it. I was too, I'm still too foolish to think about it. This guy was big. So I jumped, I clothesline him. The guy got hit by the power of God and went flying. Amen. And he got up, changed. Changed. So you you need to be filled with the spirit. Then another time, the Lord says, leg drop that youth pastor. So all I thought of was Hulk Hogan, you know, jumping off the top rope. Kapoof, right? I thought, man, this is going to be a different service. It was supposed to be a unity service in Guelph, you know. So he's a big guy, 262. We pray for him, you nice little prayer. He gets slain out, and the Lord says, Now's the time. So I said, Hallelujah. We rolled out. Kapow! The guy got delivered of fear. And you think, well, why couldn't he just pray for him and say, Spirit of fear, go, I agree? That would be so wonderful. But it didn't happen like that with me. Another time, you know, I'm ministering at my dad's church, a Manitoulin Island pastor, Jerry. I mean, I'm talking like, well, I love the people. I don't want to, you know, but I'm just saying it's a little more conservative than Toronto. And so the Lord says, share your testimony here on Sunday morning about how you have an open an open uh, invitation to travel in a psychic fair. I thought, oh look, can I share that on a Sunday night? You know, not with the Sunday morning crowd. You know, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I say, I can even feel it here. <laughs> okay, so, so my dad, my, my, you know, my dad said you're traveling with the psychic fair son, and I thought, oh God, this is my dad. What am I going to say here? So I just listened to the Lord, and the Lord said, tell him, tell him that Jesus didn't come to call the sick unto repentance. Oh, sorry, the, the healthy unto repentance. He came to call the sick. So I told my dad that, and my dad said, oh, good point. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. So then he was nervous about his uncle because his uncle was sitting beside him, you know, 70-some years old. These are deer hunters. I come from a long line of Manitoulin Island farmers. I mean, it's unique to me, too. Don't think I had to go through a transformation. And I wasn't born in super spiritual somewhere that, you know, all this stuff happened in our church. I might have saw a handful of people in my whole lifetime growing up in church get saved. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying I haven't gone through a process myself. I come from a long line of farmers. Amen. We watch hay grow. You know, milk some cows. (laughs) I mean, this is new. You know, clothesline people, leg drops. I mean, it's different for, you know, this guy growing up in Little Espanola, Ontario. But anyhow, so I'm sharing the story how we got a booth at a psychic fair. Well, what do you say to them? We say we pray for the sick in the name of Jesus and people get healed. What else do you do? Do you do spiritual readings? I said we got the greatest guide of all. It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. What do you charge? Free. The gospel's free. And so I told the church that morning, I said, this is going to rattle your cage, but I could have my itinerary, you know, full gospel, what is it, full gospel, what's it called here? Christ full gospel, you know, Plum Cooley, Manitoba, you know, and the next place, you know, wherever I'm going to be next, and then the next place, you know, Ottawa, Ontario, Psychic Fair. That's cool to have it on your website as your itinerary. And you think, well, how do you get in? You know what? Either they're all going to get saved or we'll get kicked out, one or the other, but as long as the door's open, I'm going to keep going. Because a lot of those folks that come on a Sunday morning, or, or sorry, that came to that psychic fair Sunday morning, they're not going to church. As a matter of fact, one, went, one was a backslidden believer, and she came and she said, you know what, I never see the power of God in my church, that's why I come to these meetings. You know, she was trying to say, you we're, know, we're, both of us are believers, I said, oh, wow. So then I started to pray, God heals something in her stomach. You know, had a word of knowledge, God touches her stomach. She gets healed. And then I led her in a prayer to come back to God. There's not a place you get praying by the psychic, you're going to end up with a devil or something. You know, get out of there, right? So I didn't say that. I just let the goodness of God lead her. And she got up, healed, restored, come back to Christ as once a backslider. She had her name on a waiting list of some other psychic. She goes over there, crosses off her name, and walks out. He who turns a sinner from the air of his way saves a soul from death and covers a multitude of sin. I believe it's James 5.21. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. So how many are ready for an outpouring of God's Spirit that's going to change you? Amen. I mean, you went through last year. You're still standing you got scars to prove what you went through last year. You are standing up for spiritual ground. See, the war is over territory. The devil wants your peace of mind. He wants a peace of your heart. He wants a piece of your family. And he wants to wreck the whole younger generation. Almost 30% of my generation, Generation X, didn't even make it out of the womb. He's after this generation. And we need, to, we need to be filled. It's not smoke screens and skinny jeans that's going to transform the younger generation. I didn't get a lot of shouts there, amen, but it's true. It's true. There's a movement taking place around the world of young people gathering together just to be with God. 24-hour burn sessions of just worshiping God and making declarations and praying out for their nation. Powerful stuff is taking place. And God has purposed that for Plum Cooley. He has purposed that for this house. You're going to see a shift in your prayer meetings says the Spirit of the Lord. You're going to see a fragrance go up from this place. And out of this place there shall go flames of fire. Hallelujah. They shall go out to the workplace. They shall go to the west of Canada. They shall go to the east of Canada. And dreams that still reside in your heart, says the Lord, are going to come forth. And you'll begin to take short-term and long-term mission trips. And those things that God has placed inside of your spirit will come to pass, says the Spirit of the Lord. And you will go out from this place because I'm shaking all nations until they come to the desire of all nations, says the Lord. So forget those things that are behind. Reach forward to that which is ahead and press. Forget the things, the former dregs, they're not even in this season. You are about to be poured out so people can taste of your life to see that I am good, says the Lord. People are looking for a God that they can encounter, not a God that they can just simply see that has no life in it. God causes us to move forward by His Spirit in Jesus' name for the glory of God. Let's just raise our hands towards heaven. Hallelujah. 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 You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise. And to you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. And you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise, and to you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty, mighty God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, you're worthy. You are worthy, you are worthy, King of kings, Lord of lords, you are worthy, worthy. Holy, you are holy, King of kings, Lord of lords. You are holy, holy, you are holy, King of kings, Lord of lords, I worship you. Jesus thank you for touching hearts Lord just breathe your life into this place oh God we thank you for the womb of your spirit in Jesus name God we just raise up holy hands to you thank you for the outpouring of your spirit thank you God for fresh God just (laughs) yeah just the people that are revived in the name of Jesus people that feel like they're gasping for air in their spiritual life strengthen them in spirit in Jesus name in Jesus' name. That song we sing, uh, praise him, praise him, praise him. It's a, it's a Hillsong song, but it's written by two guys, Nathan and, and uh, Gabe Finocchio, just from north of Guelph, two, two young guys. Gabe's, um, Nathan's about going to be 35 this year. Uh, their, friends are good, their dad's a good friend of mine. They grew, they, they grew up going to an AC school in Hamilton, and they wrote that song. The one is now a worship leader at Hillsong, New York, and the other one worship leads for James McDonald. And you know what? Radically touched by the power of God, they were went into a little you know town of eighteen. It was eighteen hundred people. Hairston, Ontario, where their dad had a church. Thirty-five people they started with. They run two hundred seventy people now on a Sunday morning in a town of eighteen hundred. And you know they're, they're sent out of there now. Touched, touched as youth by the power of God. I'm just going to ask kids about it and eyes closed. Jesus Christ took the sacrifice for our sins. He became the sacrifice for our sins. He took the punishment for our sins. Jesus Christ took our place so that we could have his place as a son, as a child of God. The Bible says that the wages or payment for sin is clearly death. But that free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And there are people here this morning that Jesus Christ is calling you to fully follow him. You think, well, I've had a religious experience and I went to church, you know, different times in my life. Really, Jesus only comes into our life one way, and that's Lord of all. If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And it's only through receiving what he did on the cross that we can receive forgiveness of our sins and have that gift of righteousness where we can even receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ said, come, follow me. And I really feel strongly, I really feel strongly by God's Spirit that some it's like, like God is, has been calling you for a while, there's been a tug-of-war battle in your hearts. And he says, I'm not trying to scare you by this, I'm just saying, uh, what he's saying is he will not always strive with man. He will win the wrestle as you yield to him. Someone ask, hey, it's about eyes closed. If that's you on the counter three, I want you to just lift up your hands in just a moment and say, you know what, I want to get right with God. I've never known Him, but I want Him to be my Savior. I want Him to be my Lord. I want Him to forgive me of my sin. If you don't have an assurance that you are going to heaven today, there's some sin, a a besetting sin that you practice, that separates you from God. Today's your day, by the blood of Jesus Christ, to get right with God. If you're backslidden away from God, He's calling you back to Him, and His grace will wash that clean. But don't leave in a place not knowing that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. He's calling you to himself. He's calling you to himself. This is that day. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Shoot it up. Say, please pray for me. I need to get right with God. God bless you. 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 Anybody else See, that's me. I need to get right with God. Just raise up your hand. All right. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all pray this together. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead that I might have eternal life. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me by your blood. I want to be made new. Set me free today in Jesus' name. Let's all stand. And I'm going to ask those to take a second step. And I feel there's a couple more that didn't, didn't raise your hand. Heaven votes for you. Hell votes against you. You cast the deciding vote. And, you know, I don't want anybody here to be, to be afraid or to fear. I preached at an Anglican church one time in Toronto. They had the Anglican priest there and the Catholic priest there, right in the front row. Both of them raised their hand for salvation and came to the front. I've been in a meeting where, where one, of the, one of the people off the stage came into the salvation call. We don't know exactly where people are at. Maybe they're in the back. We don't know. That's not the point. That's not the point what people think. People will think, my God, they're getting in a better connection with God. But I'm going to ask those that raise their hand to take the second step and just come forward here if you will. Just, just come forward. Let's give them a big hand as they come. And if you should have come, I want you to come as well. Just come if that's you. Just come come a little closer, amen. Hallelujah. If, if you raise your hand, come. This is the second step. Yes, yes, they're, they're coming still. Come, keep, come, come, come. Amen. If you raised your hand, come, come, come. Hallelujah. Jesus died publicly so you could promote him publicly. Come on, just stand up here in the front. We're just going to feel the front. Here. I'm waiting for the ones that did raise their hand. Plus, there's some that should have came that didn't raise their hand. For the glory of God. Just come if that's you. Because so if, 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 if you stand out here where people are for you, then you'll have a greater boldness for those that, you know, in a world that doesn't necessarily right now fully follow the Lord. Is there anybody else that would say, I need to get down here? I know there is, but I want to give you that opportunity. Don't let fear stop you. In Jesus' name, I break off fear. I break off every religious spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Just stretch your hands towards these ones that are at the front here. Father, I thank you right now, God, that you fill them with boldness. You fill them with your spirit, God. Hallelujah. With fresh oil from heaven, God. And I thank you, God, today you give them hope, God. You cut off every besetting sin because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And we give you praise for that. Holy Spirit be their helper in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's thank God for them. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Can I just have the worship team come back? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You, you, you folks can be seated. Amen. Uh, sorry, you can remain standing. We're just about done here. Hallelujah. But these, the ones that are here can go back to their seats. Amen is what I meant to say. I feel in this section right here, there's about two or three people. You have like a pain in the neck to the shoulder area, I feel some of it is from an injury, but not everybody who has that, it was caused by an injury by sports. If, if that's you, I want you just to raise your hand. I believe there's a section here, but if, well, there's a couple over here too, but I felt, yeah, two or three. If you folks can just come on up here and just stand. So if there's a problem in the shoulder, neck, you're not a pain in the neck, but you have a pain in the neck. So just, just come, amen. Hallelujah. just want to clarify that, Pastor Ben, amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Is this your home church? Amen. I really felt faith in you as you came up. And so what God is going to do for you is going to be a testimony to the rest of the people up here because faith brings an expectancy. Amen. So why don't you just raise your hands towards heaven. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name, What you reveal, you heal. And I thank you right now that I take authority over every spirit of infirmity in this place. I break its power. And I command this pain right now in Jesus' name, lost off of her life. In Jesus' name, hallelujah! In Jesus' name, hallelujah! You know what? You, you sometimes get a little stressed out. A little. I feel it's partially from that. Father, right now, let your fresh oil from heaven, right now, just loose, God, take off that weight. Loose in Jesus' name. Just move your shoulder and your neck to see what the power of God's doing. Hallelujah! How does that feel? Hallelujah. <laughs> let's give God a shout of praise here this morning. Come on, shout. I want every other person that came up, just raise your hands towards heaven. What God has done for her, he will do for you. Otherwise, that makes him a respecter of persons. And you know what? He said, I don't have any faith. You have a mustard seed of faith at least, and that's enough to be healed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Touched by the power of God. Touched. Touched. Fired. Heal, touch, touch in Jesus' name. Now what I want you to do, if you can still hear me, I want you just to move that shoulder, that neck area, see what God has done. See what God has done. How does that feel? Better, better. Is it 100%? Not yet, better. Well, watch this. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the working of miracles right now. Loose in Jesus' name. How does that feel? It's getting there, it's still... Lord, Jesus, Hallelujah. it's been like that for 10 years. Well, it's, it's never hard for Jesus. Lost in Jesus' name. Lost, lost, lost. Try that now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How's yours? Better. You look surprised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's called the healing power of Jesus. Give God a shout. Hallelujah. 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 Young man, purple shirt. Do you you mind just coming out here for a second? Hallelujah. Is this your home church? Somebody brought you here. Yeah. And you're like checking things out. You're, You're a guy that wants to know the real deal. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I don't have anything on me that said, okay, uh, pretend this one here has a pain in their shoulder. Like This is really cool stuff. So I really feel that God was tugging on your heart, especially today. I was really going after you for the soul. Amen. I was. And so what has to happen, though, is, is that as God is calling you, he has a special plan for your life. And you think, well, what am I giving up, you know? But really, we, 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 he's our creator. He's our father, our heavenly father. So sometimes we hang on to a French fry when he's got a T-bone steak for us. God bless you all, you vegans, amen. Think of, a, think of a big cob of corn or something, I don't know, but he, he, we have to let go of that French fry, you know, in order to get it. So all I do is my part, God does his part, but then there's your responding part. And I'm not going to make anything, you're, you're a precious man. But what happens is, is that God is calling you today. He's calling you. And you got a, you got a real heart, you know, you got a heart, you want the authentic and the genuine, so he sees that. So, But he's calling you out. He's calling you out. He has a plan. I don't do this everywhere. I haven't done this a lot of times. Yeah, so God wants to touch you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are awesome, Lord. You are awesome. You are awesome, Lord. You are awesome. Just sing that song. Just raise your hands. You are awesome, Lord. Oh, move in this place, Lord. You are awesome, Lord. You are awesome. You are awesome, Lord. You are awesome. Oh, God, move in this place today. Yes, Lord, you are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. Oh God, move in this place. Awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. Move in this place, Lord. Move in this place. You are awesome. Move in this place, Lord. Move in this place. Let that be your prayer. Move in this place, Lord, move in this place. Move in this place, Lord, move in this place. I'm believing that God wants to fill vessels with His Spirit here this morning. It's the last thing we're going to do. Pastor Ben, do you guys have a ministry team that can help pray? I'm going to ask those that have not received the precious baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence, initial evidence of speaking in tongues, but you move from there also to power to be a witness. If that's you, you're going to feel a bit of fear, some of you. Jesus said some would, but he said to you, if you're asking for the Holy Spirit, God's not going to give you a snake. If you want bread, he's not going to give you a rock. So if that's you or you need a freshen filling, and if you know your neighbor needs a fresh and filling, because they they look like they've been baptized in something and it's not the Holy Spirit, I want you to encourage them to come. Amen. But if you need a, if you need if you desire that baptism of the Holy Spirit never received, I want you to take that step and just come forward. There's room here, right at the front, right at the front. These shoulder folk that have been touched in the neck, they're going to be. You can go back to your seats. But if you're believing for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want you just to come, just come. Come, come. You are awesome, Lord. Who's received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand. You did too, Jared. Hallelujah. I prayed for you. Who did not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You see, you need the boldness too. Raise your hand. Amen. Anybody not? You want to receive? Amen. Dieter, who, who can pray for him? Is Dieter, is, can Dieter pray for him? Hallelujah. Is there anybody else? The ministry team will pray. Hallelujah. One last thing before we come back tonight. Tonight's going to be different, very different from this morning. Jesus, he went teaching in their synagogues, preaching, and then healing their sick. So sometimes you start with a teaching that brings a foundation. Move to preaching and healing. Tonight's going to be different. A good different, but different. God wants to see people ignited. We're going to have people that are guests, strangers, I don't know, but they're friends of friends that will come. But I felt there's three people here, and and I don't feel it's something that you've done while your stewardship or things like that. But there's three people here that your finances are a bit messed up. Once again, it's not something that you have specifically done in the stewardship or that area. God's going to touch your finances in these end times because they're for His purposes and for His plans. God says the glory is mine and the silver and the gold are mine. Isn't that powerful? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Both my daddies are ranchers. Just one's quite a bit richer than the other one. Amen. That's why I lift my hands out of my pockets and stretch them towards heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes all you get is lint. Glory to God. But, But... but a people that are operating the anointing, they're, they're, you know, they're going to they're gonna step out of financial lack. How, you know Sometimes I would say half the body of Christ is too broke to pay attention. Did you hear that? I said half the body of Christ is too broke to even pay attention. Amen. So God wants to bring a transformation. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know what, how about we all just lift our hands? Father, I just pray specifically for those three, God. Those three households, God, that right now, You would just touch them. Touch their finances, God. And reveal your goodness. Reveal Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider to them. Pastor Ben, I I don't know uh, what's all happening in the church, but I believe that God's kicking the rust out of the financial pipelines. There's going to be a flow here again for the glory of God. Because this is a giving house in the sense of also giving out to missions and places like that for the glory of God. Amen. 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 One more, shout unto Jesus. Come on, shout. Hallelujah. Who would be courageous enough to say that you're one of those three? Okay, well, the extra three will take it too, amen. Hallelujah, yeah. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you have people that you want to invite here tonight. And so lay them upon our hearts because we're your hands, one, two people that you want us to invite for tonight, where every single person will be anointed with fresh oil. It's going to be an anointing service, an anointing, a healing the sixer, but also an anointing service. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus, for everything said and done this morning. We give you all glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. I want you to testify what God does. Encourage people, come and see that Jesus is good. Amen. There's times we have to go out. Actually, we always go out. But there's times where Jesus even said, come and see. Come and see his goodness. Well, let's welcome the right Reverend Ben. Amen. Hallelujah.